Recovery On Air, the official podcast of Crossroads Addiction Rehabilitation. Candid discussion about addiction and recovery with the people who have lived it, along with input from experts on the journey from struggle to triumph. Laugh, cry, and be inspired. And now, your host for Recovery On Air, Greg Halverson. Hello and welcome to Recovery On Air, where we talk about all things recovery, the good, the bad, and the miracles. I'm your host, Greg Halverson, and today we have with us uh, Dr. Rick Sloan. Um, I asked him just a second ago, Dr. Rick, Dr. Sloan, any preferences? It doesn't matter. Rick Rick is fine. (laughs) You've been called worse, right? I've been called worse, yes. (laughs) Awesome. Well, uh, a lot, a lot of good stuff. You know, a lot of our guests uh, on this podcast are in recovery, have gone through crossroads, and this is going to be a fun one, I think, because uh, you're going to be able to kind of maybe give us some more insight from the medical side of things. Um, tell us what your position is with crossroads right now. I am the chief medical officer for Crossroads, and I um, uh, help with the detox and also with our MAT clinic. Okay. To hear that from me, um, I've been with Crossroads for a little bit, and uh, to, to if you would have asked us maybe 10 or 11 years ago if there was ever going to be a chief medical officer, holy cow, we would have gone, for what? Um, we know what we're doing. We play doctor, but uh, what, I mean, we got a clinic, we got a detox. Are you overseeing all of that then? Yeah, so I have, of course, I have a lot of, you know, captains under me that actually help help me with this process. But yeah, I definitely oversee uh, the ins and outs of the detox and also the clinic for sure. So and and what was there? Was there? Did you hear about Crossroads? What brought you to Crossroads? Yeah, so I've been working with Crossroads since probably 2014, 2015. Um, in fact, I worked with Donna, who you replaced here, um, and we we had kind of a uh, an agreement where. I was helping with detoxing for Crossroads, helping people get into residential. We were also helping them with, uh, you know, having people maintain their MAT status with giving Vivitrol shots once a month. You guys used to bus loads of people to us every month, and we would, you know, provide Vivitrol shots every month. So that's kind of how it started. But bus loads of people leaving Crossroads that just has a mental picture of, I don't know, crazy camp or something like that. But um so before our detox was open, before we had a detox facility and everything, um, they were coming down and you guys were helping those MATs. Uh, a lot of people have, it's a, it's a give and take on the, on the opinions of MATs. And a lot of people have, have, uh, you know, there's an argument there's, well, there's an argument for and against just about everything, to, you know, but how important have you found that to be in the success of someone getting them into through the detox period and into so that they can go and start receiving treatment? I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's totally beneficial. You know, we, uh, I think as physicians, we like to look at statistics and we like to say, Hey, what works, what doesn't work? How can I incorporate that into my practice? You know, when you look at statistics, as far as, you know, somebody just being only on, MAT therapy or medication-assisted treatment therapy, and that would be anything like, you know, Suboxone or Vivitrol and even Methadone. 
And then you look at, and you look at the recovery rates of those individuals. And then you kind of can also tie that with, you know, recovery rates with people that were just taking counseling. But when you add those two together, it's just, it, they completely are synergistic and the, the results are, you know, astronomical. Right. So, right. So let's, let's back up a little bit more. Um, how did you find out? So did you get introduced to Crossroads because we were sending them outside to you where you were working at the time? You know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, in, in the addiction world, and I've been, you know, I've not involved in addiction since about 2004, but in, in the addiction world, um, news travels fast. Everybody kind of, you know, everybody knows about addiction and if you're in, especially if you're doing it and, you know, Crossroads was just always one of those corporations that always was on my radar because a lot of people that went through Crossroads had such good things to say about it. So, you know, back in, you know, when I had my own private practice, I was really doing as much as I could to try to get involved with Crossroads. You know, I've wanted to work for Crossroads since 2015 before you guys even had docs working there. So I just kind of envisioned that a long time ago. So nice. Um, you obviously hadn't met a whole lot of people that worked for Crossroads or, or had gained insight. <clears throat> when did you, when were you able to kind of come down and start looking in and looking into who you were going to be working with and, and how things ran? Cause a lot of people, if they come from a really, uh, I don't know how you would say it the best, the antiseptic uh, medical side of things compared to what we do in Crossroads program as a peer-driven program, um, were you able to kind of come down and take a look around and kind of go, oh, you know what, you guys got something going on here? Yeah, I did. I, I believe I took a tour of, well, I definitely took a tour of Flowers. Uh, my One of my family members actually went to Flowers. Oh, okay. Um, in 2016. Um, but before that, I think, I believe it was Arcadia that I went to. And actually, when I went down there, we, I wanted to, to kind of meet the, you know, the meat and potatoes down there. And I actually met with Lee, uh, Joe, and Chris, who were are all actually kind of still there. I mean, I think Joe just left, but it was nice to see that those guys were actually still there. And that was such a long time ago, it seems like. But I mean, and things have changed a lot since since I, since I came down there in 2014. They, they, they have they've changed a lot um, all the way around. And, and, and the reason I'm asking that is, you know, a lot of people, um, when that is the difference between of the, when people go to a treatment facility they're not sure what they're really getting into sometimes, especially their first time around. And when they come to Crossroads, the biggest comment that I have always heard was, these are people that know what's going on because they've, most of them have been through it. Crossroads has a lot of people in recovery working for them. Um, have you found that to, to be beneficial from your standpoint, from the medical side of things? Yeah, most definitely. And I, I can give you a, a whole lot of uh, uh, references to that, but just in fact, yesterday. So, you know, so we have, you know, we have a couple of practitioner or providers that work in the detox and we have some nurses and we have uh, BHTs, behavioral health techs, and uh, some of the behavioral health techs are in recovery. And there was just, we were having an, an issue with one of the patients and the nurses, you know, said, Hey, Doc Sloan, we need, I need you to come talk to this patient. They're not responding. All right. They're kind of angry. And, you know, they're just kind of going through it. And um, so I went and talked to them and um, they were still a little bit angry with me. And, and finally one of the BHDs came in and said, Hey, you know, this is what we're trying to do. And, and so I think that all of us kind of working together made a huge difference. And I just, I really see the value in, in the peer involvement. I mean, I just, it just, 
I guess it's kind of like a, an old friends there for them. It seems like, but you know, somebody that's been through it before they can trust them. They, they know they've been through this same exact thing. And it's just, so I think it's all levels of trust, you know, it means, I think it means a lot more to a person early in recovery, especially early in recovery, um, of somebody being able to say, this is what I did, not this is what you should do. Exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> the, the do as I say, <clears throat> not as I do, does not go over well with most people early in recovery. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so I, I find that hugely beneficial to what we do, um, you know, so you know, Crossroads now has a, you know, the situation where we can kind of take people in from whatever problem they're having and they, they're looking for help. We can start them from the very beginning. We can get them through the detox. We can get them through, um, you know, residential and also into our MAT clinic to kind of manage their care until they don't, until they're, until they don't need us anymore, until their, their MAT is finished. So I, I, I really feel proud to, to, to be a part of that. Sure. Well, you're the beginning. I mean, you're part of that part that, that gets them in there, and, and hopefully these people will have something to look back on and be able to go, you know, what would have I done if, if this hadn't been available to me? Um, I think that a lot of people who go to detox at one place, and then they got to find another place to go to go do residential treatment, and then they got to find another place to go. Those spaces in between, are hoops that are difficult for people to jump through often. Yeah. I think that's what is making our program so successful. Um, have you ever been part of anything like this before? Um, I mean, a residential, a full treatment facility? Not, not other than just Crossroads. That's the only one I've ever been involved with. So, But I, I do think, you know, continuity of care, and this is exactly what you're saying. We have this huge continuity of care where we're, we're being responsible with our patients enough to where when they finish detox, they're not, they don't have the ability to go back into the streets and make a, make a bad choice where we get them right from detox. We get them in, you know, to the intake and right into residential, you know, within the same, you know, hour or two, which is to me amazing. You know, it really is. It's, it's huge. It's huge. Um, most people, when they, when they're bringing a loved one, when they're bringing a brother, sister, whoever, um, and they call, and I've handled a lot of these calls, they say, all right, we got him in the hospital. He's all clear. He's ready to go. We don't want anything to take place in between there and here. We want him to go directly in because that window <laughs> for, an, for someone early in recovery or had just detoxed, that's called a window of opportunity <laughs> yeah. and it for can a be, lot of people. It can be as, as less as five minutes of an opportunity. I mean, there's there's just drugs everywhere. I mean, sure. you can find them anywhere. So, you know, I just I think it's really important. And we're, you know, we're evolving. We're we're continuing to get better and better and better. But, you know, I can tell you uh, and what my goal is for Crossroads is to have the absolute best program in the state or even in the United States. It's just that's that's my goal. I'm. I shoot big, but I'm I'm gonna try every day to attain <laughs> that's, that. That's not a that's not a bad goal. Um, what's the what is one of you know? There's people walking around down there, in and out of the clinic all day long, and in and out of admissions, and there's just people moving around all the time. Do you is that something that you thrive on? Do you like that kind of a atmosphere like that? I really do. I think it's, I think it's, it's kind of, it's kind of our, our place where we shine. I, I really do. I think it's, we're, we're finding the people that are kind of in their raw state, their most need, neediest 
position in life and we're really helping them. I mean, addiction is, is not understood by people who have never had addiction and have never really worked with addiction. And it, it's a hard thing to overcome. I mean, it really is. I mean, the, 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 the mountain that they have to, you know, go across through just to get through a detox is just incredible. You know, and I, I'm so proud of every single patient that comes through our detox and successfully completes it. And, and our numbers are, are getting higher and higher every day. You know, when we first started, it was 30, 40% of people that were starting to finish. Now we're over 70%. And that's, you know, my goal is to get it to a hundred percent. That's just, you know, that's what we want to do. Right. But you know, there's, you know, there's a lot of things that are, that are within that situation. And, and, uh, you know, sometimes we can't, you know, handle everything and we have to send people out or some people choose, they just don't want to stay, but it's, you know, we're getting better at, at trying to kind of redirect patients and, uh, trying to, and, and they, I think when patients understand that we truly, really care about them, I think that they get, they get it. They really do. And I think they get it at crossroads. That's what they get. Sure. Do you think, you know, one of the things that I've watched when, as we've grown as a, as a, uh, as an organization at crossroads is the passing along the culture of crossroads. Um, well now we've brought in a medical <laughs> situation where we're hiring medical professionals and it's taken us a little bit outside of that uh the way that we have always done things which is bringing people up um, bringing people from within the recovery world and that doesn't always happen this way right we're we're going after some people with some some important positions do you think that culture is 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 something that can transfer over to someone who's never been a part of the recovery world? I, de I definitely do. You know, and you know the the one thing that that always attracted me to Crossroads, even when I was in my private practice, um, was that we were very like minded. That I was very I, I loved the culture of Crossroads. You know, I love the fact that it's really ninety percent peer driven. I just I just think that is such a good fit for these these patients. You know, and we hear it all the time. I mean, people that, you know, will go through recovery and slip up and have to come through it again, they wouldn't go anywhere else because a lot of times they've been other places and they, they just wouldn't go anywhere else. And that that speaks volumes for, for what we do. Right. You know, it, and, and it, the, something that I have found over the years is that, uh, for instance, our last podcast we did with a gentleman by the name of Nick Hool, who has come up with his own a uh, nice little invention there that that helps people with their anxiety. But my first conversation with him, he everything he said, it sounded like he was working for Crossroads. There are there are people out there that that just match up with Crossroads and have that same that same uh, goal in mind, where they're really out there trying to just help people. Um, did you find that? Is that what you're kind of talking about here? I mean, you've you've been looking for that, and and the match was there, and yeah, there you I, go. I, I think that's exactly right. And you know, I, um, you know, when I got the call from from one of the one of the executive uh, staff that said, "Hey, we're looking for somebody," I, I was, I mean, my heart sank. I just it's what I've always wanted, and um, you know, I, I just I can remember um, you know getting those busloads of, and I think we were mainly busing people from Flowers, and that's or Flower was one Flower was the female place, uh, the the female rehab place, and and so. Uh, but I can remember uh, girls coming there that didn't have insurance and they were just worried that they weren't getting their vivitrol. But we still took care of them. So it wasn't like we were just there just to 
get money from these people. I mean, we really do. We really cared about these patients, and we saw a lot of patients for free because we just wanted to help Crossroads, and we want to help people, and that's 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 like it. So I think that's I think it is. I think that uh, we're we're still learning each other, but I think we're gonna definitely come to a common ground. You know, and I you know hope that answers your question. Uh, you know, uh, it's 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 all out there. Um, do you ever get to be part of the board meetings? I do. Yeah. So do you go to everyone and, and kind of give a report or is that something that um, that uh, that you've had to get used to? I've only been to one. I think it was just they were introducing me to the board. But that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, but they were they were a, a good bunch of people. Yeah, the, the board members are just well, awesome. good. They really are. Good, good. Um, what has been so I mean, since you've been with us, even working with us, We've been doing nothing but growing, 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 right? Moving on, doing other things, expanding our programs, opening new facilities. Um, what do you see happening, I don't know, in the next year? You know, I, I still think we're going to, well, number Not one. Not that you know how our yeah. whole business plan or, right. or, no, or no, are here it. to discuss our business plan. But, I mean, from your perspective on the medical side of things. Yeah, I think that we, I think we have... Uh, uh, really done well in the in we we opened in May thirty first the detox and I think we have just come strides you know further than we were back in May and you know I, for what I think I think that we're going to grow I really do even in a year's time I still think we're we're going to be expanding we're already having to hire you know more uh, uh, providers because we're not we don't have enough slots to take all the people for MAT. You know, our, our detox unit is only 16 beds, and sometimes that's completely full, and we can't take any more people. Um, I really do think that, you know, over time, I think we're probably going to have more detox units. You know, I really do. I And now that we've kind of figured out how this works and how we do it, it's going to be a lot easier to reproduce this, you yeah. know, this thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the next one's going to be compared to this one's going to seem like a breeze, you know, <laughs> compared to this one, because it was tough. You know, it was. Had, and, you know, I have to put a shout out to all the people that, that helped us with this detox. I mean, it is just we have an amazing bunch of people that work there. It's it's it, I, I'm astounded every day when I come to work about it. It's just it's just incredible. You know, we recently passed uh, joint commissions and that's a feat in itself. But, you know, when I when I was, you know, at, you know, at the end of our at the end of our joint commissions, the the surveyor, you know, reached over to me and kind of leaned up against me and she said, she said, Hey, Doc Sly, I just want to tell you, you know, I've been doing this for, you know, 15 or 16 years. And she said, what you guys are doing here as a whole company is revolutionary. I don't see that. And I, and I do a lot of this in detox and, and, and you know, in the, in the addiction space. Right. right. Um, and she said, you, you guys are in, in one of the top two that I've ever seen ever in my career. And I, I, and I can't tell you which one's number one, but you're in the top two. So. <laughs> we don't want to know. We'll, yeah. be, we'll be number one soon. Yeah. That's all right. I think that she, she couldn't tell the difference right, between right. us and the other. That's awesome. Thing. That's awesome. So just that statement just, you know, made me feel like a really large accomplishment that for our team, you know, it's not one person individually. It's sure. just, it's our team. And, and uh, we should all celebrate that. Along with some bragging rights. I mean, yeah. that's a big deal. It's a big deal. That's a big deal. So um, you said you're hiring more. If anybody wants to uh, wants to check out any of those jobs, they can go on to crossroadsinc.org, click on the careers, and and look up right right and and check those out. So there you go. That's our uh, 
That's our little, that's my reminder. I had to do that because Charlie yells at me at the end of everyone. Don't forget to say the website. So, <laughs> so going down the line, perfect world. Well, let, let's, I'm going to share something with you that I re, that I won't ever forget. And this was a, uh, this was a, a staff retreat about, I don't know how many years ago, five or six years ago. It seems like it was a long time ago where we were actually discussing start to finish treatment. We're going to have a detox. We're going to have a residential. We're going to have an outpatient program. We're going to have this full circle of care along with you throw in the clinic, you throw in all of the providers that we have at the clinic that help these clients get their medications. Um, yeah. <laughs> once again, if you would have told somebody at Crossroads 10 years ago that we would have been doing this stuff, they would have said, you guys are nuts. You guys are a ragtag bunch of people putting <laughs> together this program run by, it's kind of like, you know, the old uh, <laughs> giving, them, giving the prisoners the keys to the, to the prison. <laughs> and yet here we are mm -hmm. having yeah. people tell us that we're at the top of their list as far as putting together a medical facility. I think that tells you a lot. It tells you, yeah, it does. And you, I, I, I tell you one thing. So I have a, one of my PAs that work there is, is he's been working with me for about, you know, 10 or 12 years. And when I came to Crossroads, I brought him and I also brought my MA with me and who are definitely outstanding in this field. They're just outstanding people. Um, but one of the first things that uh, Joseph Earl said to me uh, when he was started there at the detox, he said, you know, we had these, and you can imagine when people come in off the streets or wherever they're coming from, and they're just not feeling too good, and they're they're kind of cranky, and and we really kind of we kind of redirect <laughs> a, little, a lot of stuff, a little, and we're a little bit, <laughs> and we're always very caring, and we say, hey, you know, this is you know this is how we're going to do stuff, and you know, let's be a team here. But one thing that uh, Joseph said that was almost profound to me, which he said, you know, and he was looking at some of the people that were the peers, um, some of the uh, the people that are kind of like the directors and things like that that have been through Crossroads themselves. And Joseph said, he said, he said, Dr. Stone, all we have to do is we have to, we have to convert these people in the detox to look like these people over here that are our directors. <laughs> that's all. It's just, it seems so simple. Is but, that uh, it? That's, but, yeah, all? That's, that's it. Yeah. But it, but it's profound in the fact <laughs> Some that. Some guy who's got one shoe on <laughs> <yeah>. and. Uh... <laughs> but the thing that's, the thing that's profound the most is that that's what we do. That's what Crossroads yes. does. Yep. I mean, that's, we, we, I've worked with the people at Crossroads that have been through this are just professional people. I mean, they are just completely professionals. Yeah, they had a stint in their life where it was, you know, it was just part of who they are and what, and things that have happened to them and, you know, trauma-based, whatever whatever it is that they're in a situation. We help them get out of that situation and we provide a better future for these people. I mean, it's like a crossroad, right? It is a crossroad, it right? Is. It's a crossroad. And yep. you turn left or turn right. And we're yeah. trying to get people to stay on the right side. That's all. I mean, that's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it is pretty amazing. You know, I was talking to somebody this morning and, and, uh, and he was reminding me that for some people it's not, the hard part isn't the drugs or alcohol. The hard part, there's a program for that and it's, and it's proven and it's been out there for a long time. There's several. It's the lifestyle. It's the way they have been living and they've got it in their head and, I think that was one of the keys is that when they come to Crossroads, they get treated with respect and they have all these people helping them. You've said it already three times in, in 20 minutes, <laughs> a team. Team. 
And when you have a medical professional and you have a peer and you have uh, somebody who's probably not even working with them come up and say, hey, man, you're going to be able to do this. Take a look at the people around you and understand that most of these people started out where you're at. Yeah. I can name them. I can name 10 or 15 just off just right now. I mean, just, it just, it amazes me. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, something I'll probably never get used to. And I hope I don't, cause I'll always want to keep striving for, for that. I want to, I want people just to get better. What's one of the funnest parts of working at Crossroads? Oh, the fun of I, every day is fun. Really? I mean, we really, we do have a lot of fun. I mean, uh, talking to people every day, um, strategizing things that are trying to make things better, I think is, is awesome. Um, we have a lot of parties. We have probably too much food there all the time. I, I, you know, there, there's always somebody retiring or something's happening, somebody's birthday, but you know, that's the thing too. Crossroads treats everybody like, you know, if you're, if you work there or you're a part of Crossroads, you're like a part of a family. And, you know, we have, I'm not sure how many employees, uh, 300, 300, Pushing that, it, pushing it. We're not quite there yet, but we're getting right real close. Yeah. If, if everybody had a birthday on a different day, that means we have 300 birthday parties. I mean, that's, and that's just, <laughs> you know, every day there's a cake in the conference. Yeah. Room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we, we love the sweets if, and if, pizza. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. I think, I think that makes it fun to me because I think it's like I'm working with family and it's, uh, and it's family that you like, right? I mean, it's, you know, I'm, I, I love all my family. I really do. And, there's some that I, um, you know, would rather work with and some that I wouldn't, but you know, I love them still. Yes. But the people at Crossroads are just like a, a family that you kind of want to work with and, uh, strive to get better with it really is. Yeah. I always, I always used to tell, uh, people coming in entry level at the facility that I was at, I would say, you gotta be able to fight like brothers and then go to work. It's, yeah. That's all it is because we are, we're family and you got to be able to just set things aside and go, all right, that's okay. You can have different opinions, <laughs> yeah. but we still have a job to do. And, and those and those people waiting in line, sleeping sometimes out there on the benches in front, waiting to get in to possibly save their life. Um, that's who we're, that's who we're all about, right? Yeah. Here. There's a gentleman that comes out every morning and I, I, I'm still kind of new there, so I don't know everybody's name, but he comes out and he just offers like this encouragement every morning. I mean, to these people that are just waiting there and before the gates are open. I mean, he just comes out there. I don't think he has to do that. He just wants to do it. Yeah. He goes out there and just offers encouragement and say, Hey, things are going to be okay. You're in the right place. And it just, that just from the get go, that's what these people get. It's just, it's amazing. You, you're not going to see that at any other any other facility like that, I, you're not. You're just not right. going to see it, right? And and I wish we. I wonder can we can we hack this thing up and and use half of what he's saying for our for our own advertisements? Um, I'm I'm. It makes me very happy to hear you talk that way because that's the way I felt when I came to Crossroads. Was I was made part of a family? Not that I I have my family. And I love my family. Yes, but to be able to go and do this kind of work in a situation and in, a, in an atmosphere um, that, for God's sakes, don't take it too seriously, or else it's going to wipe you out. Yeah, um, burnout is huge in this field, 
And I think that we do a, a lot of stuff, the pizza, the, the sweets, right? A lot of that food and everything. That's, that's our, one of our ways of dealing with, with some of the stuff that we see. It's not all pleasant. It's not. It's not. Yeah. I, I, uh, you know, my wife is in, in here right now and she can attest to you that my attitude changed just about life since I've been working at Crossroads. It's just, I feel like I just fit into this piece of the puzzle. And it just, it just feels nice. Well, find a job you love, right? And yeah. You never go to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That is true. So when, when you, um, I, I, I've asked you how you, how you feel about the future. Um, right now, today, what is the biggest challenge that you think the, the, the medical side of things um, are for, for Crossroads? Well, to be honest, I think it's space. I think we are running out of space. You know, I think we have a lot of people in the right places, um, and that's always going to work itself out. I mean, sometimes people go into a wrong place, and we just find a different place for them. It's not, right. you know, if, if they don't find the right place. But I really think the space is a, is going to be a problem because we're expanding, and we really need more space. We're running out of space in the in the MAT clinic all the time. We're I mean, when I first started at Crossroads, I was seeing patients in my own office because I didn't have an, an exam room. I mean, so, but that's what we do, right? We make it work. And and even the patients are like, hey, this is cool. I get to come in your office and see you. And I don't have to sit on a cold chair in a, an exam room. You know, it's so then they built it. They built an extra hallway. They built a yeah. couple extra rooms down yeah. there on the end, started crowding out the uh, executive director and, and said, this is what we need to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we pass by his office every day and wave and say you know sorry we're not trying to make too much noise here but you know and you know and we have you know we do outpatient detoxes there too and that's pretty close to those offices and you know sometimes they're a little bit loud but you know everybody's accommodating and everybody everybody understands what we're here for and everybody understands that it's not going to be easy all the time and everybody understands that people are going to get loud and and people are just very accepting of that I think everybody is looking to go forward. Right. You know, just. Well, there's there's not many places where the layout of the of the corporate office includes a hallway that I don't know how many times I do it every day. Walk down through through the clinic to go to somebody else's office. That's not normal. That's not normal. Yeah, it's not normal. <laughs> and it's just like we're doing what we have to do to, to survive here. <laughs> we're it's, in, it's, and you it's know, a space. You, you know? got to do what you got to do. Yeah. It, yeah, we could we could. You know, we could get a, you know, a 50,000 square foot building and probably use every single square foot of that building. Sure. There's no doubt. Yeah. Well, we won't go down that road right now because, yeah, you might, you might plan an idea and the next thing you know, we're, we're moving again. Um, but that's what the peer driven part of this corporate company organization I always call it an organization I don't call crossroads a company I think it's a I think it's an organization that's where that comes from though is is people know how to survive yes and uh, and 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 when when it comes time and you you tell a bunch of addicts and alcoholics to put on their thinking caps and <laughs> get ready for some crazy ideas yeah yeah so I mean welcome to our world and 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 I hope you're getting used to it. Definitely. Um, definitely, I definitely get used to it, and I definitely love it. I when love it. when you go back, how long have you been uh, in the medical field now? Um, over twenty years. So twenty four years ago, going into college, 
going into you know your study, did you ever have this in your mind that this is where you were going to be? This is what you were going to be doing? Nope, sure did not. Yeah, I, you know, when you're in med school, you're you have all these different ideas about what you can possibly do and how you can save the world. And um, you know, what what had got it for me was I I'm part Native American and I um was on an academic scholarship through college and through med school. Uh, and what my payback was is I got to work for a reservation for four years. I ended up working for more than four years because I like it out there so much. Um, and I worked for Salt River, I worked for uh, PIMC, and I worked for uh, Gila River Indian communities. And um, what I found out there, um, and, and I'm still learning, but what I found out there is that, uh, you know, addiction is a part of it the world. I mean, 10, per, 10 to 15% of people have an affliction of addiction. Um, and, you know, as time goes, they're finding out that it's more, more and more genetic. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a problem with a part of the brain that doesn't produce enough dopamine. And, and so I can get into all that yep, scientific yep, stuff, yep, yep. but you know, what happened was that, you know, in, on the reservation, sometimes they don't hide it like some of us do here. So it's more prevalent. People think there's a more of a problem. It's really equal problems throughout they just hide it less. And so I really got involved with, hey, how can I help these patients? How can we get them to stop using so many, so many opiates? And how, so back in like 2005, 2006, I was starting to do that. And then I just, I just happened to meet up with two really fantastic mentors that I have. Uh, I don't know if I can mention their name on, on the air or not, but Dr. Eppieheimer and Dr. Decker, who are still my mentors still. Um, and they really kind of took me under their wing and just kind of showed me what you know, working with addictive patients is like, and, you know, working in the field of addiction. And I'll tell you, I never went back. I never went back from that. You know, I was, you know, a board certified family doc, and now I'm just really doing only addiction. And I, I love it. I would never go back. This is definitely my, my space. It's, it, I think it's called finding your purpose. Yeah. So, and I, you know, it was lucky for me, and I'm really glad I got lucky to do that because, you know, I, I don't think I would have had as good of a career as I am now. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we're, we're certainly glad. I know that uh, everybody is very happy to have you doing what you're doing, bringing your, your experience of doing what you've been doing. And obviously, you made an impression on some people while we were <laughs> back when we were busing, busing <laughs> clients to you. Um, what, do you, what, do you, what is your outlook on, I mean, everybody has an opinion. It was a meth problem. It was an opioid problem. Now it's the fentanyl problem. How do yeah. you see, how do you see this winding out from a medical perspective? Yeah, you know it's it's uh, it's it's even hard to to stomach it. But I'm just waiting for what's next. You know, it just we've seen it evolve from exactly what you said. You know, alcohol is always going to be a problem. It just is. It's a you know a socially acceptable drug that uh some people just shouldn't do uh, you know and, and it's and it's not their fault it's just part <laughs> yeah. of their it's how their brain responds sure, to alcohol sure. but unfortunately you know some people just shouldn't so that's always going to be a problem we're always going to have a problem with you know methamphetamines we're always going to have a problem with opiates i really think the best thing that we can do as a as a nation and and even part of the medical field is educate we need to educate our kids and just let them know what is going to happen to them if they do these kind of things. I, I, I'm a strict believer in that. I think that, you know, education, even when we're, you know, when we're detoxing, we're educating. When we're 
when they're in residential, we're educating. When they're in our MAT clinics, we're educating. When they're yep. like, after our MATs, if they still talk to us, we're still educating them on how how things are and, and, and why things kind of happen the way they do. Yeah. So. And I think that's, I, I believe, I'm with you 100% on that. I think that there's a lot of people who come to treatment and they don't understand. They just think that this was something that happened. And they haven't ever really put into, I mean, first of all, who wants to delve into why am I doing this, right? That just takes you down the rabbit hole. But when you explain to them, there are a lot of, God, there's a ton of moving parts in addiction, right? And to, But to take the time to explain to someone, this is what you can do in replace of this. This is, you don't have to do this to feel like, you know what I mean? Yep. And, and pass that education along and people sometimes go, really? Huh. Never knew that. Um, that's a big deal. It is. And, and prevention, um, as you're talking about, I don't know what they do in grade schools these days. But I think prevention is a lot better than teaching them how to apply Narcan or do CPR on your parent. I completely think that's true. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what's that's what's going on out there. Yeah. You know, we you know, we I've been doing detoxes for since about two thousand four. Um, you know, we've we've really made our process really seamless and we, we really do a good job with our patients and you know, when patients get done, they're very appreciative of kind of us helping them get over that mountain. But I can tell you when I when I detox somebody who is eighteen years old and during our history and physical, where we ask them a lot of questions about, you know, why they're here, family history, social history, things like that. When somebody tells me that when they're 18 that they've been using for six or seven years, it just really kind of hits to home. I mean, these, these are kids using that are 11, 12, 13 years old that are becoming completely dependent and addicted to this drug at before they're even an adult. It just, it, it's mind-blowing, actually. I don't know if people really understand that, Yeah, you know they can hide this problem for a while until it really kind of gets to them. And then all of a sudden they're 18 and 19 and they can't hold down a job and their, their parents are tired of them. And all of a sudden they end up in the street. And then the next thing you know, they're standing in our line and that's, it's tough. It's a tough road, but we, you know, you know, if anybody's listening to this, that, you know, we, we will definitely offer whatever help we can to get people to change their lives and to have just a good life. Everybody deserves a good life. Changing lives one person at a time. One right? person at a time. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's, that is exactly it's right. right. On the, it's right on yeah, the Yeah, that's right. It's on your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you, you need that for your quiz at your one year uh, at your one year thing? They're gonna they're gonna ask you that. I'll remember. A lot of people don't understand because they haven't been affected by it. They don't understand because they've never dealt with anyone in their particular family. That used to be the go to. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that there's anybody these days who doesn't know somebody who this has touched. Yeah. And to make that point, I'm I'm a, I'm a reader. I always have a couple books going. Uh, it's how I wind down at the very end of the day. And I'm reading this book. It's by a very prolific author by the name of Baldacci, right? The guy writes about a book a month. Um, and it in and I didn't I don't pay attention to how current these books are. Sometimes I pull them off the cheap, you know, shelf. And it's talking about fentanyl. This whole thing centered around a fentanyl ring in the middle of the nation. And I'm three quarters into this book going, holy cow. 
and they're they're he's doing a really good job of explaining the worst side of this thing. That's horrible. And I'm thinking, holy cow, this is how big this has gotten. And now, <clears throat> the scary part, of course, if you look at it from two sides, is is it this is acceptable to do this and put this into a book? Man, I don't know. Anyways, just one of those things. So, um, you're going to stay with Crossroads. I, sounds like you. Sounds like you enjoy working with I us. Do love. I love working Crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> it's the free lunches and the and the and the uh and the uh the birthdays when do you have a birthday or any celebrations coming up that uh, we need to know about no okay. not, not, All right. no christmas is coming <laughs> oh well we haven't even hey. hit full stride with halloween <laughs> yeah. yet wait till halloween. the candy comes out holy cow I can imagine you, you'll 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 have something to see so started a couple weeks ago uh the uh, the five questions everyone is asked. Now, first one, obvious, you're wearing short sleeves, and the first question is, do you have a tattoo and where? <laughs> yeah. So more than on your arms? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're a tattoo fan? Yep. Got a lot of ink? Got a lot of ink. Okay. Any special meaning to very many of them? So this one here is the caduceus, right? It's on my right arm. Yep. And it has a heartbeat to a heart and this is represents me saving patients um helping them through addiction awesome. uh, purple is the color of overdose yep keeps me away from that yep on my left arm is you know the it's the uh oh it's the on the sistine chapel the hand of god with adam okay and it's a heartbeat to a broken heart and so the right side of my arm represents the people i've helped the left side of the represents the people that i've lost through this battle yep um you know, and and it's it that's probably means the most to me these tat those two tattoos. Yeah. But what I and I try to you know in 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 medicine and I think in recovery you have to still have a little bit of a sense of humor. <laughs> so whenever I have a new patient, I, I I show them these tattoos, and most people find them pretty cool. Yeah. And at the very end, I just say, now just stay on my right side. Yeah. That's it. There you and, go. And they get it. They right. get it. You know. Um. But yeah, this this oh, very cool. tattoo was was from a patient that I it was my patient for five years and just just the story I mean he was you know he was uh used heroin a lot and we got him off heroin he was clean for a long long time we had him on Vivitrol and Naltrexone for about yep. five years he got off um didn't use opiates but he went with his friends and just snorted a little bit of cocaine and guess what was in the cocaine yeah fentanyl, fentanyl. And it just killed him because he was he was completely naive right. to opiates right so you know, yep. it's just a dangerous, it's a dangerous place. Yeah. What is the proudest moment in your life? Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, my wife is sitting back. I mean, we, I, 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 uh, I met her in seventh grade and I think the proudest day of my life is when we got married. And, awesome. Yeah. That's, that's two in a row. That was that was Nick's uh, smart answer. I I, re, I had to remind my our guest last week. I said, "Now don't forget, you just got married." And he goes, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." Okay, so good answer, good answer. Uh, what is the and this is one of those ones you you think about this one. What is the most embarrassing thing you have ever said to someone? Oh my goodness! Your wife just started laughing. By the way, yeah. I was just <laughs> <laughs> um. 
there's been a lot. Uh, there's been a lot. <laughs> I can, well, <laughs> I might have to come back on that one. Okay, I'm not sure. that's all right. Know, that's all right. I like, I like knowing that they have that many to think of. I love it. I love it. Okay. Uh, if you could disappear for two weeks, where would you go? Um, I, you know, I have a friend of mine who just moved to Poland and I've always wanted to go there. So Val and I would be heading to Poland if we, cool. we, we yeah, and I would leave my cell phone at home. Too. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Last one. If you had one wish, what would it be? Um, I wish that, um, for the rest of my life, I can just help people and, uh, be remembered as a good person. Yeah, good enough. Very good. Yeah. So, um, always looking for good people. They always. can they can always look it up on the website once again to go to crossroadsinc.org and look it up under careers and uh, tell them tell them you you heard about it on the podcast and um, what else what's what's I don't know. What's the last thing that you would want to tell everybody out there that's listening on this? Um, maybe about what's what's available to them. You know, there's so many people out there that just don't know where to start sometimes. They think that this is an obstacle that is that they cannot overcome. And that and that's sometimes from the family side. That's not even from the addict or alcoholic side. Um now that you have been and and are part of the Crossroads family and have seen what's available to somebody coming to one place, they can get all of it. All of it. What would you, what would you tell somebody? What if your neighbor walked up to you and said, Hey man, I think, I think my, uh, my, you know, brother-in-law has, you know, has a problem. What do you think I should do? Yeah. You know, one, I guess I, you know, I guess what I'd like to say about that is, is, you know, we can help anybody that wants help. You know, you have to want to get better. You have to want to strive forward. Um, it, it is impossible to help somebody that doesn't want to change. So um, I, I can't say the word impossible, but I mean, we have to redirect somebody to kind of want to change. And that is really our job. That's our main focus is just getting people to change. I mean, it, right. it's, it's changing people. Sure. One patient at a time. But really, it, it, that's really the premise of it. You know, we have all these, all these drugs and every, all these things that are, are, that, that will help comfort the, the way, that pave the way. But really, it's all about change. And if people want to change, this is the absolute best place you can come to change. Absolutely the best place. And, I, and I've been in this field for more than 20 years and it's amazing, amazing place. It I'm, is. I'm proud to work here. Yeah. Well, we're proud to have you. We're we're I'm, I know that everybody is glad to have you working at Crossroads, and uh, and you're you're fitting right in and everything. And uh, you know that's oftentimes the uh, the biggest the biggest uh, I wouldn't call it a fear, but the biggest concern sometimes for for a lot of us is you know careful around you know tiptoe around. <laughs> but we don't have to do that. We see Doctor Sloan walking around and. And we know we can uh, we can offer offer a few jokes and some laughs yeah. here and there. Yeah. So uh, glad to have you. Thank you very much for coming along and uh, and talking about this. Thank you for inviting me.
Absolutely. How did the uh, did he did he pass everything, wife? Did yeah. yeah? She I think when the the most embarrassing thing I think she started counting them off. She's like, oh well, this this this. But uh, anyways, uh, glad you could come. Glad we could have some laughs and get some information. And uh, we certainly hope that uh, that you're going to be around for a long time. That's definitely my plan. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we'll see you all next time. Thanks for listening to Recovery On Air, the official podcast of Crossroads Addiction Rehabilitation with your host, Greg Halverson. Join us next time as we continue our candid discussions about addiction and recovery. Listen 24-7 anytime to this or any of our shows online at StarWorldWideNetworks.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.